The word multimedia is the use of a variety of artistic or communicative media using more than one medium of expression or communication. Café is a type of establishment that serves coffee and is known as a place where information can be exchanged. The following is the audio version of the Multimedia Café. And a happy Thursday to you folks. Welcome to the Multimedia Café. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you folks for pulling up a stool, joining the conversation here at the Multimedia Café, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about like to thank you folks for choosing us today here at the Multimedia Cafe. Uh, we've got a few things going on that I'd like to talk to you about. Let's see, what do we have first? Well, today's special guest and topics menu. We'll start with that. Kayla Sprayberry, she's the president of Hub Funding Solutions. Comments on the recent government shutdown and how that has impacted the lending and funding markets. She also projects some of the trends and projections, I guess, for 2019 in the trucking, energy, and agriculture markets. Of course, many of you are impacted by those markets. Well, I would say everybody is impacted by the trucking, energy, and agriculture, mar agriculture markets. I mean, trucking, well, I mean, that's uh, the backbone of the economy, isn't it? Energy, well, go turn on your light switch to see how much you need that. Agriculture, you need food, right? So, a few things are happening in those markets, and since those are kind of the kings of the economy, Kayla Sprayberry comments on those, and then uh, then she just kind of does a little rundown, everything from P&Ls to credit scores, line of credit, small town banks are discussed. This is actually kind of interesting because this is happening more and more, so uh, some people should probably check the fine print on some loans because... In some cases, not all, and this is happening in some small town banks where somebody goes in for like a $50,000 line of credit type of a thing. Well, really, they're on the hook for 250000 something like that. So uh, they end up thinking that they only collateralize fifty grand. Well, in reality, they've collateralized two or three or four times that as much. So Kayla Sprayberry's got some specifics on that. So we kind of sidebar off a little bit. I asked her... Uh, about that and she said yeah she's quite aware of that that it is happening a little bit more and so we're kind of keeping an eye on that trend a little bit you know that's uh, something that can sneak up and and, and uh, bite you in the bum if you're a small business owner apparently from England the way I phrase the word bum there okay Kristen Seeks she's with the Dickinson backpack program talk about the need for the program and Dickinson and what they do and the backpack program provides hungry children nutritious easy to prepare food on the weekends and during school breaks now here's the part that's amazing is that last year and this year 300 kids a week 300 kids a week up in dickinson north dakota area is experiencing uh the, the need for supplemental food we'll call it and this year uh the giving hearts day is coming up on uh, february 14th and the dickinson backpack program is part of that so we talk about that but also just a little bit about th this program and how it came uh, out of a need for this type of thing so uh very good interview with kristen seeks dickinson backpack program just a little bit later on in the program so all right we're going to take a quick break when we come back we're going to join kayla sprayberry president of hub funding solutions 
here on the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies, and you are listening to the Multimedia Cafe. With John F. Kennedy and the Beatles. Yeah, yeah. Hey, oh, mama, mine to the night. Hey, oh, mama, hey, yeah. Uh, Life in a northern town. Hey, oh, mama, mine to the night. Hey, oh, mama, hey, yeah. Uh, and they shut the Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts, and then you let people make up their own minds. If you want someone who's competent, you don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thoughts on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool, joining the conversation here at the Multimedia Cafe, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about. Coming up next, we're going to talk with Kayla Sprayberry, the president of Hub Funding Solutions. Kayla Sprayberry with Hub Funding Solutions. And Kayla, you're still the president, aren't you? Yes. Yeah, see, we like to make sure, you know, we got the big big dogs on here, the the big guns when we talk about some of these uh critical issues. And quite honestly, anytime you're talking about money, I'm sure you found that um, people get pretty passionate about money issues, don't you think? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, So one of the things that we have going on, we've, of course, expanded out to the uh, Multimedia Cafe. We have a daily show now. And then also, we, of course, have maintained our energy programming um, more for the weekends and, and more specialty programs as opposed to the daily show which is given us more room to have conversations like this as opposed to a little bit more structured conversations like we've had in the past with uh, the oil and gas programs, which, by the way, those are still going to be more structured, don't get me wrong. But the reason I'm bringing this up is is that this allows us to be a little more topical from time to time because what a lot of people know about my programming is I don't get too much into politics and there's a lot of different reasons behind that from the, you know, the passionate side of things. But also, um, I like to talk about things that people can kind of incorporate into their daily lives and into their families and that sort of thing, more educational type things. And I was thinking about that government shutdown because that does happen every couple of years. And, yeah, it seems political and everything, but that, that kind of impacts you a little bit on how people get money. Doesn't it? I mean, you probably you probably have got people asking you questions about this government shutdown, don't you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've really run across it lately um, in the past couple of weeks, and we feel like that's going to keep going um, in the next few months to come because there were a lot of people who work who were working directly or working for a company that was working on government land, doing uh, government contracts, especially in our um, our trucking sector. Um, anybody who has to do with road construction or, you know, government land, they haven't been paid. And so they're needing to figure out how to fill that gap until they get paid. And that's something that we've been working on. Um, we've actually done several working capital loans here lately that have been, you know, anywhere from uh, $30,000 to $120,000, $150,000 to get them through that pinch. And, um, 
it's been a big deal and and we don't know how this is going to progress but we really want to be able to be out there and be on the forefront to help people to get over this bump because it's it's not the company owner's fault this happened we want to be able to help them you know uh navigate that uh, hurdle well, and that's, that is one thing that's happening out there. Another thing is we've seen enough signs that, you know, we could potentially go into a downturn in terms of oil prices and some other things. And, of course, you know that the oil and gas economy affects the rest of the economy. So whenever oil and gas goes down, it seems like the rest does too. And where are you seeing some funding coming from next year? I mean, if if there is a downturn or if, you know, I mean, they're, they're thinking that the second half is going to look better than the first half, but who knows? I mean, just, we've been there before is just a couple of years ago where we had a couple of years of some tough times, that sort of thing. So banks got a little more tighter with their regulations, that sort of thing. Is that still the case or where, where are people seeing funding in 2019? Absolutely. You know, that's where the alternative funding sector is really growing. Um, you know, Jason, they actually see the alternative funding sector, which is basically anything outside of the traditional bank, growing by at least 40% in the next five years, um, which is a really big deal because it's just like you said, the banks have to tighten down, they have stricter regulations. Um, and it's not really the loan officer's fault. It's it all comes from the top and having to do further due diligence, you know, over collateralize, um, you know, do all of these extras to make sure that they're covered because of the losses that they had taken over the past several years. But that's where the alternative funding sector comes into play. Kayla Sprayberry, I'm going to ask you to hold that thought for just a moment. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Kayla Sprayberry, president of Hub Funding Solutions, continues the conversation about some of the projections and trends in 2019, as well as the economic climate. My name is Jason Spies. This is the Multimedia Cafe. When will I touch ground so I can start over again? Trying to conceal all things unreal. Can't feel the rage inside. Shadows in the dark. Lonely hearts whisper things you can't feel. Back to the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool, joining the conversation here at the Multimedia Cafe, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about. Coming up next, we're going to continue the conversation with Kayla Sprayberry, the president of Hub Funding Solutions. You know, we still need to do extra due diligence. We have to ask for a little more paperwork, a few things like that. But our ability to fund oil and gas operations, trucking operations, construction has actually expanded. Um, we just picked up a funding partner who wants us to do a million plus. They, they want to see those big operations um, so we can get into those large scale expansions. And it goes a little bit faster than if you go to the bank and 
you know, we're, we're really there to put options out there to fit our clients' wants, needs, and budget. That is really our main goal in the foundation of Hub. Are you seeing any trends anywhere, um, you know, when you're talking about either oil and gas or housing or you mentioned trucking, those types of things? Each one of those different financing uh, loans and, and capitals, they all come with different hoops and different regulations and that sort of thing. Um, so it's hard to know which one would be the best way to go. Are you seeing any of those that are kind of showcasing themselves as a kind of a viable option right now for, for you know, all the, all the regulatory planets are aligned or something like that? Yeah, I mean, they really do. Um, you know, we're working with a lot of people that come in and say, hey, I need to expand my business. A lot of people think when they look from the outside in, at whether you're looking at trucking, oil and gas, they're thinking, okay, it's it's going down. Certain sectors, especially midstream, trucking, those types of things, um, are actually growing. And they're just having to look at new places to get their working capital. Say somebody calls me and says, hey, I need $250,000 for working capital. We break it down. What do you need it for? Tell me. And a lot of times they'll say, I need a new truck, a new trailer. Uh, not new, actually used, but we'll get into that in a minute. Um, you know, used truck and trailer. I need to hire some more people. Um, we need to uh, invest in this equipment. We're able to come in, break that up, and get them the funding that really fits the need there. Um, our working capital line has really become a strong part of uh, that expansion. Kayla Sprayberry with Hub Funding Solutions. She's down in Texas. You're down in Lubbock, aren't you? Yes, the flatlands. How's it going down there in uh, kind of the heart of the, well, you're kind of on the outskirts heart. You're still involved with the day-to-day oil and gas activity, but it's not quite the heart of the heart, is it? Absolutely. We're actually about two hours north, but I'm down there very regularly. Um, I mean, you're you're like the biggest city in that area for that, that play, aren't you? I mean, Midland would be, you're bigger than Midland, aren't you? Lubbock or no? We're a little bit bigger than Midland. Um, you have the Midland Odessa together okay. and north of there. Lubbock is the middle of nowhere and the center of everywhere. <laughs> I know. Um, it's a little bit north of there, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. I, I, I tell you, Texas is so big. Sometimes I get so mixed up outside of, of course, Dallas and Houston. And, you know, Midland is... Um, um, that's that's where the heart is, isn't it? In terms of the Permian, that that's absolutely, yeah. absolutely, no doubt. I mean, that is the center, kind of the center of it all, and um, that's where a lot of our uh, our clients either work now or where they're coming into. Mm-hmm. So, how do people get ready for this stuff? You know, you got to prepare to get that funding somehow, and you know, everybody thinks that it's easy as just a credit score, and I think there's a little bit more to it than that. There is, there is. I mean, if you're looking at anything over a hundred thousand, um, you have some things that you have to have ready and it's not really because we want to beat anybody up. It's because we have to know that, um, it's a good fit and we want to find out what the best options are. So, you know, I'd say to prepare for funding, you really need to have your financials ready. Um, while most people can print off a P&L and balance sheet and submit it straight to us, Right now, Jason, I have a lot of companies that I'm talking to that are finding out in the past month that their bookkeeper or their accountant didn't line their books out correctly for last year. They have things that didn't get booked. They've got things that are skewed on their balance sheet. 
And we're actually working with an amazing company out of Louisiana that helps people all over the country correct their books. She's actually working on one for me right now. They're a great trucking outfit. They were just working with an accountant who was not um, closing out the bank statements and balancing everything at the end of each month for four months. So they were actually showing some big differences on their balance sheet than what we saw in their bank statements. So she's in there helping clear it up and getting them back on track. And people like that that we work with, they're a huge help for our clients to get them on the right track. Because really, when it comes down to it, as a funder, we need to see that a company is financially able to bring on new debt um, and how that needs to be structured to really benefit them the most. How about when it comes to, you know, working with um, some of the regulations when it comes to putting public liens on? Um, that's been that's been an issue that I've heard come up is do you, are you finding that that comes up from time to time or is that just a, extremely an isolated incident that you hardly ever see? Oh, as far as you're talking about UCCs? Yeah, I, I think that's yeah. the terminology of um, it's like a. Yeah, it's 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 when basically they can they can file a public lien on a company. Yeah, absolutely. UCC stands for Universal Commercial Code Filing. Okay, that's the, that that's, is, that's the that's why you're the president. You're brought in to you know help out my. I, I know a little bit about a lot, <laughs> but not. not <laughs> that's why we got to bring experts in like you. Okay, so okay, let's go on. Start from the beginning. UCC. Yes, a UCC. It's a tool that anyone who finances a company can file a public lien on the company and in some case they can file it on the company and the owners so basically um they file something with the state with the secretary of state that says hey i have loaned this person money um for xyz and i'm taking a secured lien on xyz um based on the contract that i have with them and did you know that your small town banker can lean up everything you have just for a small loan. Now, don't get me wrong. I love bankers. This is a collateral thing, so just work with me. Um, I know companies that had a $20,000 line of credit through their local bank, and the local bank put a blanket lien on all of their equipment. Have you ever heard of a blanket lien, Jason? You know, I've I've heard of it, and that's I, I should have given the audience some context. Is Something you said in the previous... Um, statement got me thinking about a, uh, some topics over this holiday where someone is complaining about that, about how the small town bank had a blanket lien and, and that public lien on the company. And that's so I, I threw the basically the buzzword jargons that I remembered your way. And I didn't know if this was, you know, a one time thing or if this was happening more and more in different places. And my understanding is, is that it's happening to where you're aware of it. And I'm aware of a blanket lien, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, so I've yeah. heard the term, but I have no idea what it is. So what is it? Yeah, okay. So a blanket lien, um, it's basically over-collateralizing to the max. Say say your small town bank gave you a $20,000 line. Well, they place a blanket lien on you a lot of the time that covers all of your equipment, vehicles, property, accounts, all the way down to the office chairs. They can literally take millions of dollars of your collateral and your accounts and your cash just to secure a $20,000 line, and the client may never even know it. And that's happening. That's what I mean. That's the type of stuff that I've heard a few times, you know, and 
when you're talking to people across the country, of course, is, is when you can hear it more and more because it doesn't happen a lot of times in, in certain areas. It seems like it's an isolated case in an isolated town, but if it's popping up more and more, that means that they're testing the waters to see how it works and what kind of blowback they're getting. I mean, that's, that's, that's the cynic in me, I guess. I don't know. Um, right, and I mean, they're not doing anything wrong. You know, here's the bottom line. Banks give really low interest rates and hold a lot of collateral. They are managing their risk of giving you that low interest rate by holding everything as collateral. In case of default, they can take everything out of the bank accounts, sell any equipment or vehicles or whatever you've got, sell the real estate, and reclaim it. Um, you know, now... There are ways that can remedy that, especially if you're $20,000 and you've got a million dollars in assets. Of course, that can get worked out. But for the most part, that's what they have to do to help give you those low interest rates. So a lot of times people ask me, okay, well, say we're doing um, an operational lease, which we'll talk about that at another time, um, on a you know truck and a trailer. Let's say a VAC truck and a trailer. Kayla Sprayberry, ask you to hold that thought one more time. And when we come back, we're going to continue the conclusion, actually, not continue, but we're going to conclude the interview with Kayla Sprayberry right here on the Multimedia Cafe. Kayla Sprayberry, president of Hub Funding Solutions, right around the corner. My name is Jason Spies, and this is the Multimedia Cafe. Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation here at the Multimedia Cafe, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what you're going to talk about. Coming up next, we're going to conclude our interview with Kayla Sprayberry, the president of Hub Funding Solutions. Say we're doing um, an operational lease, which we'll talk about that at another time, um, on a you know truck and a trailer. Let's say a VAC truck and a trailer. All that we lean up, is the truck and the trailer. Well, the interest rate may be 8%, but all we're taking as collateral is that piece of equipment, and that is the difference. We are managing risk through um, due diligence and a slightly higher interest rate, but it keeps the client clear to go do their business and go get the funding they want without being tied up. So it lets them continually expand their business. And so you you can help people or at least counsel them if this is something that they have? Because like, like you said early on, is that a lot of times people don't even know this is going on. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's one of the main things we do. As soon as we get an application in, um, we actually ask for that EIN so that we can run a Secretary of State um, report and see what UCC le- uh, loans are on there. Now, it doesn't affect it. At- as much as if we're doing equipment, trucks, vehicles, but if we're doing any type of cash working capital, it makes a huge difference. I have some clients right now that are great people, great business. They have almost no debt, 
but we have a mystery UCC that had an anonymous filing that we have to clear up before we can get them their business line. And it's actually held them up for a few weeks now because they never knew anything about it. So I've had more and more people that call me and say, hey, I'm interested in doing something the next six months. Do I have anything on me? You know, what can we do to clear that up? What's the game plan? And we help them create that game plan so that when they're ready to pull the trigger, we can just go. So that's that's part of what we do to get our clients' asset and working capital that you know minimizes the collateral they need, avoid those blanket liens, and really help empower them. Kayla Sprayberry, President Hub Funding Solutions. Uh, where are we at with credit scores these days? The old credit, every time I turn around, it seems like it's better news for the consumer at least because I remember back when if you checked your credit score, um, you would get docked points and that type of thing. And so I, I just kind of gave up at that point. So I just thought I'd check in and ask experts like you. So what's what's the latest on the credit scores these days? Good, bad? Is that still impacting how you're getting funding? Yeah, well, let's put it this way. The credit system is the credit system. It's, it is very interesting. Um, you know, and in our realm, you know, we don't do any consumer lending. We are strictly business to business. But in that, um, we do look at the owner's personal credit. Here's the, here's the thing we do, though. We do a soft pool, what we call a soft pool. What that does is we're able to get a snapshot of your credit without affecting the credit score. And then um, if we're not going to do it in-house, we'll actually send it out to our funders. They take a look at our report and go, okay, great. Well, I like the way they look. But we run everything from a 600 all the way up through the 800s. I mean, most of our clients run in the 600s and 700s. And I'll tell you something that's awesome. We um, started working with a company called Mr. Credit Solutions. And we, we actually put a video out on LinkedIn this last week. And they are helping our clients clean up their credit. So you can have, especially small business owners, they have used their personal credit to buy the trucks, to get the personal loans to use for the business, to do this, that, and the other. You know, and it's all stuck on their personal credit. What we're doing is helping them transition into um, business credit where it's on their business, their assets, their working capitals on their business and clear things off of their personal credit. So um, like say, you know, um, when you go buy a car, uh, they can run your credit 8, 10, 20 times and you get dinged every single time. And with Mr. Credit Solutions, they're actually going in there and helping them clear that out because when um, personal uh, credit scores go up, the interest rates, the terms get better. I mean, it's just the way it is, especially with companies that have business, been in business less than 10 years. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're doing that, and then we're taking and building that business credit through PayNet. I know a lot of people have heard of Dun & Bradstreet. Have you ever looked at Dun & Bradstreet? No. Okay, so Dun & Bradstreet tracks business credit, but you can do self-reporting. There's different ways that you can do Dun & Bradstreet, and it's good. But this, uh, this scoring model called PayNet came out a few years ago. And PayNet is now the standard for what uh, lenders look for. So when somebody goes, say we have a, um, oh, a fencing company, 
Well, that fencing company, every time they go to their supplier, their supplier can report to PayNet if they've been paying on time. So our funders, when we're funding working capital, when we're funding equipment, trucks, vehicles, they report to PayNet, which is building the business's credit. And the better the business credit is, the less that it rides on their personal credit. Kayla Sprayberry, Hub Funding Solutions. How about um, in-house, what do you guys have going on? I know that you've been working on some new projects and platforms and that sort of thing. You got an update? Yes. Oh, yes. Really excited about it. We are rolling out an all-new platform that will streamline our funding process. Uh, we're going to have a full online application, client portal, in-house e-document system for e-signing. And um, we're really excited about this because it's going to speed up our approvals, increase our ease and efficiency and be more secure security is a big deal for us you know traditionally things have been sent through email servers this that and the other it's it's a lot of searching a lot of going through and this will actually give our clients their own client portal so they know what they need they can put it in they can see when things are happening and they're more in the driver's seat with their own funding so we're really hoping to have that up in the next week or so and and we're really excited about that you got any events coming up in the near future? We do. We do. Um, we're going to be at the wonderful Roseland Oil and Gas Show in Midland at the end of March. It is one of my favorite shows to go to, and um, it's going to be a great time. We love seeing everybody there, getting to know people, and um, just really answering people's questions. It's it's a lot of fun. We'll have to get an update from you um, when you're there, either uh, sure. either afterwards or something like that. Uh, I know I, a lot of times I'll bring the speakers on, but then I also I like to get the people that are either have booths there or work in the floor uh, because it's totally different perspectives. You know, the speakers, they tend to have a whole different uh, perspe perspective than the people that are just kind of taking it in, so to speak. So are you, are you guys going to be there with a booth? Yes, oh, we're great. going to have great. a booth. I believe that we are booth number 502. Okay. Is that there? There must be a program schedule and that sort of thing when you get there. Yes, um, yeah. Miranda and them are wonderful. They line everything out. We get to show up, and they say, "Here, do this." So mm -hmm. it's it's a wonderfully organized event. It's it's a great time. I mean, I really enjoy it. Well, any final thoughts? Uh, you know, uh, just take care. <laughs> you know, uh, one thing I would tell people is, if you're looking to get funding, if somebody says it's fast easy and simple it could cost you more than you're wanting to give so we're here we really just want to help do good deals with people and you know it's um it's always best to be cautious and we're here to help and that was kayla sprayberry with hub funding solutions coming up next Kristen seeks with the dickinson backpack program my name is jason spies and this is the multimedia cafe Another airplane, another sunny place I'm lucky I know, but I want to go
stepped outside when everything was going right. Well, then I know just why you could not go along with me. Is this was not your dream? But you always believed in me. Another winter day has come and gone away, and neither Paris or Rome. But I wanna go home Let me go home And I'm surrounded by Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation here at the Multimedia Cafe, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about. Coming up next, we're going to talk about the Dickinson Backpack Program, the need to provide 300 children a week with supplement food, giving kids food for the weekend uh, up in that Dickinson, North Dakota area. So, uh, keep in mind, folks, this is a program that's probably in other program, other cities as well. So uh, just really just put, put your listening ears if you want, if, if you wouldn't mind. Uh, that's a big number, 300 children uh, every week getting food, you know, needing food, that type of thing. We've our, our tax dollars have gone to a lot of things from economic development to uh, bailing out companies to a number of different things like that. So when I see that 300 children need food every week yeah we're going to give that uh that program a little airtime here on the multimedia cafe okay kristen seeks with the dickinson backpack program go ahead okay my name is kristen seeks and i am with the dickinson backpack program well let's talk about the dickinson backpack program thank you for joining us today what is it and uh, how can people find it on the internet and maybe even the physical place Okay. Um, the Dickinson Backpack Program is a food program which is helped, uh, which is meant to help alleviate childhood hunger on weekends and during school breaks. And so uh, we hope to do this by providing every child who is signed up in the program, we provide them with a bag of food. Um, and that food um, consists of a main food pack, which is we purchased from the Great Plains Food Bank along with supplemental food items such as snacks, which might be donated by, you know, civic organizations, the Elks, um, just individual donations. Uh, we also supplement it with fresh bread from Baker Boy and fruit from Walmart. And um, how to find us on the Internet? Um, probably the best way to find us on the Internet is through Facebook. We do have a Facebook page, Dickinson Backpack Program, and there you can find um, a little bit of information, you know, about, like I said, our packing parties, how to volunteer. The physical address um, of the backpack program is 
St. John Lutheran Church in Dickinson, and that physical address is 146 6th Avenue West. All right, outstanding. So uh, one of the things that came to my attention was there's 300 children or kids or people under the age yep. of 18 that get basically a food supplement every week. Um, that's amazing to me because, like I said yesterday, when I was talking to your, I believe it was your husband, that um, Dickinson's not New York City. That's not a huge community. So to me, 300 really jumped out. Yes, yes. And this year we are between 250 and 300. Last year we were we were serving over 300 children every week with food packs. And so every year it just depends a little bit. You know, we have we still continue to have um, families moved in and out of the community. So our numbers. Uh, vary a lot from week to week and month to month. Um, you know, at times we can be close to that, uh, you know, serving 300 children, but then, you know, there might be a lot of people moving out with the cold weather and things like that. And um, so our numbers kind of, yes, they go up and down between 250 and 300 every school year. Talk about Giving Hearts Day in just a moment, but first talk about yep. some of your um, other sponsors and some of your other donors that have allowed this thing to happen. So uh, have you, have you, do you have some major uh, sponsors in the past or is this everybody just volunteering? I'm sure you've got a lot of volunteers too. We do. We, we have a lot of volunteers and, and donors in the community. Um, you know, we've got civic organizations such as Optimist Club, Rotary Club, Kiwanas um, that donate the Elks, um, you know, every year. Um, and then we've also got, like, you know, big oil companies, Whiting, Marathon Oil, um, ConocoPhillips, um, which have donated before. Um, you know, we have churches that donate. St. John is a, is a major church that donates to us. But then we also have individuals that donate, um, you know, a lot of, of time as well as money in order to keep the program going. Um, we are an all-volunteer-run program, um, so nobody is paid, you know, from board members. You know, I'm kind of volunteer director, but nobody is paid with this program. Um, and then every year, you know, we kind of look at our volunteers, and there again, we have between 200 and 300 volunteers every year to make the program possible. And so those volunteers are, you know, people unloading our food truck, packing food packs on Wednesdays and Thursdays delivering those food packs to the schools. Um, it's, it really takes a village in order to make this program work, and, and you know, we're very blessed with, with wonderful donors and volunteers to make the program possible. So Giving Hearts Day is obviously a very big day for nonprofits, community services, that sort of thing, to get donations. Um, and I believe they're matched is, is kind of the, the, the big draw for that day. Um, how long have you guys been involved with this? And talk to me about some of the things that you guys are doing this year, maybe to spark some attention, because it, it's, it's a good competition, but it does get some, you know, you guys have, have to be louder than the next person or reach your donors other than the other person, because you've got a lot of people out there saying donate, donate, donate. Right. Um, you know, we've been a part of Giving Hearts Day since it's been around, at least in this area, which I believe was 2000, 2015, I believe, or 14 was Giving Hearts Day. Um, and it's, it's continued to be a great fundraising um, fundraising effort for, for all of the organizations um, that are in Dickinson and southwestern North Dakota. Um, 
you know, every year I think we're amazed that, you know, we continue to get more donations and more people um, hear about Giving Hearts Day, hear about Dickinson Backpack Program, as well as the other organizations. And I think um, all of the organizations in Southwest North Dakota really do a great job as far as collaborating together and trying to make Giving Hearts Day um, a, a, a nice giving event and like I said I mean we're, we're very cooperative and very nice with each other and we really want um, everybody to do well during Giving Hearts Day. And that's really what the spirit ends up being and, and that's why I was trying to say you know it's it's not really a competition because people are happy when the giving is happening but at the yeah. really it's almost like they, they need to be creative how to get attention or something along those lines so it's just it makes yeah. it, it makes it a fun day is what I guess kind of a roundabout way of saying it. organizations are doing um in years past we've had you know a cookie challenge this year we're not doing that but um but like i said i think that we're all very good about kind of checking in with each other you know throughout the day seeing how things are going and um you know putting the word out not only for our our organization but um for other organizations that are a part of giving hearts day all right wrapping up here i'll give you kind of a, a last uh opportunity to Give your best commercial, your best pitch, why people should be donating to your organization and your cause um, at okay. at any time, let alone Giving Hearts Day. But uh, go ahead and kind of give them that pitch for, for why uh, people should be donating. Okay. Um, people should be donating, you know, on Giving Hearts Day. But like you said, throughout the year, um, the Dickinson Backpack Program, we you know, continue to strive to meet the needs of the hungry children in our community. And um, people in our community can be a part of that. They can make a difference in the lives of these these children who are struggling with hunger by, by volunteering as well as by donating financially to the program to, to keep it sustainable for the children who need it. And that was Kristen Seeks with the Dickinson Backpack Program. I'd like to thank Kristen Seeks once again for coming on the program and talking about that very worthy cause and the very need as well coming up on Giving Hearts Day, February 14th. They are one of the charities that you can donate to, and that's the Dickinson Backpack Program. Kristen Seeks, thank you very much for joining us. Also, like to thank Kayla Sprayberry, the president of Hub Funding Solutions, talking about some of the recent government shutdown and how that's impacted the markets, as well as some of the trends coming out for 2019. All right, that's going to do it today for the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies, and uh, you just got done listening. Oh, wait, no, no. We're back tomorrow. It's Friday tomorrow, so we're back tomorrow. Here, listen, I'm like ready to walk out the door here, and I'm looking, and I still got a few more seconds on that clock, so I got to stall, you see. Okay, all right, that's going to do it today. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, same time, same channel, unless you catch us online. And, yes, we will be podcasted after we're done on the radio. From the staff here at the Multimedia Cafe, my name is Jason Spies, asking you to savor life and enjoy the spice.